Good morning, Bethel. Man, so glad to see all of your smiling faces here today. I know that uh, we're going to have a great time tonight with Light Up the Night, and I know Pastor Jay will tell us more about that at the end of the service, but uh, it's always one of my favorite days of the year. So we're in a series, as you see, talking about emotions. I believe this is week six of our series, um, Walking Through Emotions. If you missed any of the previous weeks, you can go listen to our podcast, and we have all of those weeks there that um, you can go back and get caught up on. You know, I, I think on a, a day like today, thinking through this idea of emotion and all the emotions that come into play, there's so many people in our world that are living with the heaviness of the soul. And I'm calling it the heaviness of the soul. It's more commonly referred to in our world today as depression. You know, I read an article that was very interesting. It said that our generation has the highest percentage of people who deal with constant low-grade depression. Now, what I'm going to talk about today, I'm not going to talk about deep clinical depression, which is a very important issue. And that is something that you should go and seek a counselor about. I'm talking about people today who just all the time constantly live with the heaviness, just a heavy soul. The article said that for a lot of people, they can't even put their finger on it. There's nothing that's really, really wrong, but just, they, they just don't ever seem to have anything just right. And we're a generation of people who have so much to live for, so much, so many great things, and yet there's this dissatisfaction of the soul. There's a longing for something more. There's a lack of hope. There's a lack of faith. And there's not a lot of optimism. And, and it just seems like we're just existing and not really making a big contribution. And so for so many people today, they just walk around with this heaviness all the time. They're struggling and they feel like they can't get it off. And it's just this burden, their soul, they, they feel this weight constantly that they're walking around with. This isn't new. In fact, David said, King David said in the Old Testament, in Psalm 42.5, he asked himself a question, and, and this was his question. He said, why are you downcast, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? David's writing his feelings out of, uh, on the pages of Scripture and Psalms. And he's, he's bearing his heart out. He says, soul, why are you downcast? Why are you depressed? Why are you in turmoil in, inside of me? David felt the same thing that so many of us feel today. Why are you so heavy? Why are you so uneasy? Soul, why are you so worried? Why are you so upset and so disturbed? David struggled with this, and he's going to talk about it. And I want to try to answer this question today. Why is it that there's so many people that live with the heaviness of their soul? And I think there's three main reasons. If you're taking notes, it's also on our YouVersion Bible app. You can look at it there. So many people have a heaviness of soul, first of all, because of hurts from their past. In fact, Jeremiah illustrated this well in Lamentations chapter 3 as he reflected on a pain from the past. He said, 
Remember my affliction and my wandering, the wormwood and the gall. As he looked back at those painful memories, he said, my soul continually remembers it, and it's bowed down within me. These memories from the past, they just keep coming up, and they keep bothering us and keep adding to this burden that's so heavy for us to carry. I'm guessing that with some of you, there's this present heaviness based on past hurts. Some friend maybe lied to you or let you down, or your spouse betrayed you. You lost a job that you felt like was unfair. You had an opportunity, and you didn't do it, and you regret it. Or you said something that you shouldn't have said, or you hurt someone that you really regret hurting. And you've got this present heaviness based on past hurt. And so as you think through this, it's just constantly nagging. That burden is there leading to that heaviness of soul. I think there's another reason that we have this heaviness of soul, not just because of hurt from the past, but heavy trouble in the present. I think we have the heavy trouble that we want to deal with, but it's just a constant struggle there inside of us that we're struggling with. We don't know what to do. There's something going on. Job described it best. He said, but now it has come to you and you are impatient. It touches you and you are dismayed. Not just past, not in the future, but it's now. And some of you can relate to that. The current trouble you find yourself in, you're like Job, you find, I'm impatient. God, I want it done. I want it over. I want it past. I want to get through all of this. It says it touches you or it strikes you and you are dismayed. Some of, many of us right now, there's something going on in your thinking. Man, I didn't see that happening. I didn't have this as a part of my five-year plan. I didn't plan on this. A lot of people, I believe, live with a constant dissatisfaction with where God has them. You think, I thought when I was this age and doing this with my life, I'd have more meaning. I'd have more, more fulfillment. I'd be in a better relationship. I didn't think I'd be in this trouble. And so there's this heaviness, this present heaviness that we find ourselves currently, something going on right now. As you think through, there's, this is so many of us. I see some heads nodding out there because this is true for so many of us. And there's a third reason that we're living with the constant heaviness of the soul. And this one I think, it, you know, in full transparency, I think maybe this is what I'm vulnerable to. I know a lot of you relate to this as well. Heavy anxiety about the future. Thinking about the future and how things are going to play out, we're wondering how we're going to make it through. How are we going to pay the bills? How are the kids going to turn out? Why aren't my kids doing good in school right now? What are they going to have for their careers in the future? What's going to happen with my job? Am I going to get laid off? Is the economy going to struggle again? What if one of us gets sick? All of these future anxieties, what is going to happen. And so we're 
We're burdened. We're carrying all this stuff. All of this heaviness in our soul. And we look, and even Jesus, believe it or not, there was a moment when he looked ahead to the pain that he would endure on the cross when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. When he became sin for us and he knew the pain that it would be and he knew the rejection from God that he was going to experience. He was looking to the future and he said this, he would cry out, and he took with him Peter, James, and John and began to greatly distress and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is sorrowful, sorrowful to the point of death. Our souls have a heaviness. Some of you might say, as I look back at the past, or as I think about my present struggle, or as I look toward the future, there's trouble all around, and so I'm just living with this heaviness in my soul. And it's just constant. It's constantly there. I can't seem to get relief. From it. I believe God would say to you, you don't have to live with that constant pain. You do not have to live with that heaviness in your soul. In fact, let's look again at the verse that David said. This is what he said. We looked at it at the very beginning. I want to come back to it. He says, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? And then he started to preach to his soul. He started to talk to his soul. He said, Hope in God. Hope in God. I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. All of this struggle, all of this turmoil inside of me, I am going to hope in God, knowing that he is in control. So I want to look at just a few things to put our hope in God. And here's the answer to the heaviness of our soul. Tell your soul to remember God's faithfulness in the past. If you've lived any life at all, you can reflect on the past and see how God has been faithful to you time and time again. When you're tempted to look back on the hurts of the past, train your mind to stop. Shift gears and call to mind the faithfulness of God. This is again what Jeremiah said he was lamenting in Lamentations 3. Let's look again and watch him shift gears in his mind. He said, I remembered my affliction and my wondering, the wormwood or the bitterness and the gall or the pain. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. He's saying, I continue to remember my pain and my bitterness. It's almost like he's haunted by it as he's writing this. But watch him shift gears. And I love this. But I call this to mind. And therefore, I have hope. Because I call this to mind, I have hope. What does he call to mind? Because of the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. 
Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. What are we going to recall, church? The steadfast love of the Lord, it never stops. It never runs out. The goodness of God that we just sang about, it never ends. We're going to remember God's faithfulness. You know, some of you that maybe are new Christians, if you talk to someone who has walked the path for a while, you can look back and think about the bad, or you can look back and you can reflect on God's faithfulness to you. Call to mind the memory of when you called on Christ and you were delivered from the weight and the burden of your sins and he provided salvation to you. Remember the feeling when you realize he no longer holds my sins against me because Christ has taken those upon the cross. Remember the time when you prayed for something and there was no human way possible that it could ever happen. And then your God did a miracle that was only something he could do. Remember those times. You're like, wow, God, you showed up. Remember a time we didn't, you didn't know how you're going to make it and God miraculously provided for you. Remember that. God is good. Give him all the glory. You know, there was a time in our young family, we had Callie and we had Jack, and we had a desire to have another child. And... You know, we were trying for another child and trying for another child. And throughout that process, Rachel and I had two miscarriages. That was very difficult and very hard on us. And this verse, in reflecting back on the goodness of God, of what he had done for us through the two children that he did bless us with, was a way that could uplift our soul to remember the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. God's faithfulness during that time was demonstrated through the ministry of some of you by bringing us meals, by loving on us. I'm glad to say... <laughs> That God provided for our prayer through our prayers through Cassie. <laughs> Cassie came after those miscarriages. And if you've ever spent a couple of minutes talking to her, you'll see that she is full of life. Just look at her this morning. She is a, a gift from God, God's faithfulness. Listen, you can look back and have all sorts of reasons to have heaviness of soul. Or you can look back and you can see the faithfulness of God. Why so downcast, O oh my soul? Jeremiah said, put your hope in God. Remember his mercies are new every morning. And if you're hurting right now, I want you to encourage you to do this. Cry out to God in the present. Cry out to him. From the depths of your soul. David did this in Psalm 142, hiding in a cave when Saul was 
was looking to kill him. He said, I pour out my complaint before God. I tell my trouble before him. He's not holding anything back. He said, I cry out to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. He's saying, I'm in desperate need, God. So many times when we're struggling, we don't turn to God and cry out to him. When's the last time you had a conversation with God like David just had in this this passage here? I cry out to you, O Lord. Attend to my cry. God, I am so low right now. I'm so depressed. I'm so discouraged. I need you. I would encourage you to make this a part of your discipline in seeking God. When you have a heaviness of soul, in the present, cry out to him. Just let it rip and cry to God. Be honest. Just tell him how you feel. Don't hold back. Say, God, I'm confused. I'm angry. I'm upset. I don't understand why this is happening. God, I need you. Now more than ever. I'm in desperate need, crying from the depths of my so be honest to God. He can handle your honesty because he already knows your heart anyways. He said this, cast your cares on him. Why? Because he cares for you. Cast them, hurl them upon God. You look back and you see his faithfulness in the past. and the present, you call out to him. And then when you're anxious about the future, I want to remind you to trust in God's power. Trust in a God who holds the future in his hands. When we look at all of the craziness of our world on the news or on social media, we have a tendency to get a little anxious about the future, forgetting that our God is in control of the future. He is the beginning and the end, he is the first and the last. He is already in tomorrow. You can trust him with your future. Why? Because he's in control. Is that not comforting, church? Is that not comforting to know that our God controls it? Hezekiah, as the nation of Judah was being faced with an invasion said in 2 Chronicles 32, 7 and 8, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of Assyria and all the horde that is within them. They thought that they were going to be destroyed by the Assyrians. For there are more with us than him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people took confidence in the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. He said, remember, all they have is flesh. All they have is an arm. But what we have is the Lord, our God, fighting our battles for us. Remember that no matter what is happening out there in the world, the words ring true of King Hezekiah today for us. Our God 
is there on our behalf. We have a God, and they don't, is what Hezekiah was saying. I love that. They just have what they have, but we have God. And if you're a Christian, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is working and is alive inside of you. You trust God's power for the future. So we ask, soul, why are you so downcast? Oh, my soul, why is our soul so heavy? What are we going to do, church, with a heavy soul? We're going to tell God to remember we're going to remember God's faithfulness in the past. What are we going to do in the present? We're going to cry out to God in the present. We're going to hurl all of the things we're struggling with on God. Isn't that freeing? To throw them on God and let God be the God that we know that he is. And we're going to allow him in control of our future and we're not going to worry about it because our worrying is going to do nothing to change that why so are we so downcast i love this verse when with this yet i call this to mind therefore i have hope we are not consumed because of the lord's great love for his mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Why so downcast, O oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your blessings. God, I know that there are many people struggling this morning with a heaviness of soul, this live with an ongoing heaviness. And God, I pray that today in your presence, the Holy Spirit would do a supernatural work in their heart and in their soul, that God would, that you would, would, would work in their hearts and their minds and that they would let go of that burden that they're carrying and cast it and hurl it upon you, that God, we would learn to talk to our souls and to tell our souls to live in the truth of your word, knowing that you are in control. And God, that you did not create us to live this life with a heaviness of soul, but to reflect on your mercies that are new every morning. And allow those mercies to give us peace and that we can truly put our hope in you. We ask it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen.